Disco Power Up is the podcast where superhero entrepreneurs connect and inspire each other to uplevel business by coming into deeper alignment with their authentic selves. I'm Mei Chan, business alignment coach and community builder, asking all of us, where is your dream life calling you to be more you? I just reset my shelf this weekend. This is my version of lazy. I was like, the rain, whatever, you know, just felt like cozy inside. Yes, I could have been doing all kinds of coaching, business building. And I also was like, but, you know. You got to take the weekends off. Otherwise, like, how can you recharge? This is a great point. Right? If, um, If I may. Can, will you join me in a little um, a little commercial moment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how is it for you being your own boss? Have you oh. been a good boss to yourself, or do you emulate some of the worst bosses you've ever had? <laughs> That's oh a loading question. Um. That's an interesting question. I think I'm an okay boss sometimes valuing rest and sometimes like working really late you know so I have a small child um I mean he's four that's still like kind of small but then a a lot of times after dinner I'll work and it sometimes it feels like really good because it's like oh I had this idea or I'm just like you know wrapping up a project or whatever but then sometimes I'm like oh gotta work and not excited so it's like when I feel excited feels like good boss and then when I'm not excited I'm like like yeah what about you yeah I mean just what you're saying is so I guess what I'm mostly thinking about good boss bad boss is um well I'm leading a workshop in two weeks about being your own best boss and my point is how do you talk to yourself in those moments of um I'm excited or I'm not excited I mean, excited is sort of easy in some ways. So yeah. then the not excited part is like almost like not whether you're doing it or not doing it or what time it is, but how you're feeling about doing it. Like, oh, I have to or else somebody's going to be mad at me. Or, you know, those kinds of pressure Yes. obligation type of things. Obligation-y. And it isn't that sometimes something doesn't have to happen. Right, right. And yet, somehow, something like um, receiving the privilege of doing that thing and not sort of blaming someone else for making you do the thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, as a basically solopreneur, you have to do a lot of the stuff. Some is more fun, obviously, than others. Yeah. but it's like a balance, if there is such a thing. Yeah, it's right. a balance, and I, I, the workshop is really me trying to um, go over some pillars of, like, the things to watch out for, the things to, to build up your muscles for so yeah. that you see it, you recognize it. Because part of what's so crazy is it's easy to just not even realize um, you're being that bad boss to yourself, mm-hmm. and you just, like, use those same old extractive capitalism muscles <laughs> that yeah. you've learned yeah. for survival all your yeah. life until now, yeah. until you started your own thing. Welcome, yeah. Coachinizer. Is that your people? 
Um, you know, Coach and I oh, are joined. Uh, yes, yes. Welcome. Um, hello, hello. Jump into the chat comments, questions, anything. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. So thank you for joining me in yeah. that little little commercial. But yeah, I think it's just a way to frame a lot of what I love to talk about with uh, business owners is how do we lead ourselves in our own best um like the way we'll perform the best, right? So how do we lead a team well in this, like, aligned with my values way mm-hmm. if, like, internally we're, like, berating ourselves for um, what we didn't do and talking in fear-based and scarcity-based and and punishment and black and white, right-wrong kind of way. Leading a team is, like, um so difficult it's like not a skill that you're really taught and I think even when I was in corporate it was not like when you were promoted to a manager managing somebody it's not like they gave you a training on like totally. oh this is what it's going to be like when you um are managing a bunch of people or this is what it's like when you manage an intern they're just like oh were you an intern once okay now you're here manage one like you don't you probably don't even get to like help choose them or really set their goals and parameters and stuff like that so yeah totally i know there is not a a management school for most people in management no you just have to have been alive long enough stayed long enough and people just throw that at you but this is my point I I don't think so I in my previous business led a pretty big team and I shouldn't say big team I had a lot of people helping helping yeah but but I had a team a decent team and um it was a retail business so that tends to need more people and yeah I learned um as I grew that what it took to lead them were the same things of being my own good boss. So that's kind of where I got this. I have a, a course teaching people how to go from solo to team. And then I realized that, you know, what it really starts with is how you lead yourself. Yeah. And not to split yourself, but in a sense, you are the boss and you're the worker. And we come mm-hmm. from land where we can talk to ourselves in that like kind of mean boss way or yeah and I, like I said capitalism trains us to use a whip instead of a carrot or whatever like right and I think also too what um a lot in corporate and I guess a lot if you're running your own business running a team or having a successful team is like a very different skill set than actually like doing the job or yeah. role of your company right like I work with authors, like helping an author with their marketing is very different than trying to manage a team, you know, like I'm sure you experience the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is where, like I said, um, back to managing ourselves and then using the same principles. So thank you for that little interlude, Stephanie. Yeah, of course. course. (laughs) I did warn you about that, so thank you so much. (laughs) Welcome, Carter Writer, another writer tribe. Yeah. How fun. Person from my community. Hi, Carter. Hi, Carter. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. And do jump in the comments and uh, ask questions for Stephanie. Yeah. Anything you need here. So welcome, everyone. I want everyone to meet Stephanie Moon, book <laughs> sales consultant. Sorry, book strategist. Book marketing consultant and book strategist. <laughs> marketing stra- I usually have it up, and I was like, Yeah, wait, no, it's okay. Wait, what? What is the 
I know that that you help authors sell more books, which is what I put in the title of yeah. the line. Yeah. <laughs> so that. my kind of company now is really my past is um, I worked at publishers in their marketing and publicity department. And so these were, I would say, medium and large publishers. And there's just like they work on a ton of books. Like as one person, I worked on probably no less than 20 books a season. So that's a lot for one person. Um, And what I would see a lot of is authors, you know, from the time you sign your deal with your editor, um, so your book comes out, it can be like a long time. It can be probably at minimum 18 months to three years, five years, depending on how long it takes you to finish or write your book or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, three and five years is probably long. I would say 18 to like 30 months, wait, one, one wow. and a half to two and a half years is probably like more wow. where you're at. But I would see authors spend so much time and energy and effort writing their book, perfecting their craft, you know, um, just spending so much time on the book. And then when it came to marketing, they felt or treated the tradition, the publisher's marketing department, like more like an agency or didn't understand like the the publisher wants you to do a lot of the marketing. Mm -hmm. And so then there was a lot of times where the author had an amazing book and then their marketing kind of fell flat because they didn't know how to self-promote. They didn't know how to talk about themselves. They didn't know how to like leverage their relationships that they had built. They didn't know that they should be building relationships. They, you know, there was so much that like kind of wasn't happening when um, could have happened to like make their book more successful basically. So I would see that and it would be heartbreaking because it's like people would try spend so much time writing the book and then just like the second half of publishing is marketing and selling and they just didn't know how to do this and so that's like why I started my business so I could help authors do that so you could get another book deal so you could sell your books you could help people so you could tell people your story yeah I can totally see that I mean I so I used to sell a lot of books in my children's store and I Loved well. One, I I loved going to the book rooms, the book uh, sales rooms in L.A. for L.A. Gift Show is where I used to go twice a year, and I did a lot of crossover because that was kind of my brand. Like things that are for adults are also for children. Things that are for children are also for adults, and I yeah. tried to look for those kinds of items. But um, but yeah, I I think that sales is its own. separate little little thing and and what authors just want to get that book out into the world but really they also want to be paid I mean it's sort of I mean the bigger picture a dream to be paid for this book right and like as you talk about being paid it's like okay so you get an advance for your book and it it's split up in many payments it's not like you get the whole chunk at once and then also you don't earn royalties until your book earns out so you might never, like, I think only 25% of all books in publishing earn out. So only 25% of authors are earning royalties. And wow. you can only earn royalties if you're selling a lot of books, you know? Yeah. Like, and you'll only get another book deal if your first book did relatively well. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I just can see how many people have the dream, and you're mm-hmm. giving everyone a lot more reality. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's 
Um, so, I mean, it does feel almost like behind the curtain, right? Behind yeah. the curtain. Because publishing is such a, it feels sort of like rarefied air, right? Like, I mean, that's, you know, so that's what's so crazy to me is that that's what people say to me. But then since, like, that's really, like, where I worked for so long and it's, like, my, um, you know, expert area, I'm like, of course everybody knows this, you know? So, um, I'm excited to kind of see if you have, if we have time for questions, like what questions people have. Cause it's, yeah. to me, it feels like, oh, obviously, like, obviously you don't earn any more money unless your book earns out, you know, but I think a lot of people don't know that. No, we just see the dream on the glossy cover on the oh, outside. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that I also talk about too, like that idea that authors have of like, oh, this is what my, um, dream author life is like you know so they think of like oh if I write a book my my marketing my life is now going to be like Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex and the City I'm going to have a big party I'm going to go on a tour I'm going to like get all this stuff and it's like yeah if you are very well known you have a platform your book is good you have a lot of strategy behind you but like for most people it's not that and then I think they're like it's also kind of like setting the expectation. Then they get very disappointed that it's not that. But mm-hmm. um, it's, it's like, honestly, it's not that for most people. Yes. Welcome, squashed Goomba. Um, put questions in the, in the comments, please. Join us. Join the conversation. Um, so what I was just picturing is, like, you might meet, an author or a wait so they've already written a book by the time they work with you or no um so it depends so definitely well when I worked at the publishers um they were you know in already in contract they already had a deal now I'm working with people both who have a book already and who um are still working on one because I think that more and more people are real authors are realizing like oh they gotta do some marketing themselves if they want to make this um, like a business and it is a business if you want to make money from it if it's like a hobby that's like fine and that's um like much easier for you to like produce the book but if you want to sell a lot of books it's like a business right yeah right and and again so then it's almost like its own small business where I coach entrepreneurs and people sometimes don't realize they're entrepreneurs like this right yes they don't realize that they're suddenly need to have a sales team and a marketing team and yes. and a uh, operations team and a production. Well, and I, I think it's also about like, okay, you know, you might have to have a whole marketing team, but you do have to know how to do marketing. What should you be doing? What are the activities that can drive awareness? You know, what is the right next step? What is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's also one place that authors really forget or don't know that they have to be so intentional about their actions, right. you know? Right. So I, I'm getting that your person, your ideal uh, client, mm-hmm. is someone who is not just writing for hobby, but yes. writing to sell, to yes. sell. And, and is, is am I right, the holy grail is New York Times bestsellers list? <sighs> um, depends. Depends what you want. So this is so funny that you asked that. Um I think as coming from coming from publishing um, and having worked on New York Times bestsellers, I think it's definitely one of like the most like requested things that people ask about or like that's when I say like, what's your goal? They say, I want to be a New York Times bestseller. And it's kind of like, 
the formula to get on the bestsellers is not an unknown. It's like, it's that a lot of things need to be working together. And it just, there's a lot of strategy and planning. It's like nobody just like pops onto the New York bestseller, New York Times bestseller list. You know, so much work is put in on the back end. But also, um, it really depends what your goals are. Like, are you trying to book more speaking? Are you trying to um, add clients to your business? Do you want to write a series of kids' books? Like, kind of where, what are your specific goals? Because New York Times is also, like, people love it because it feels, like, so well-known. But just because you're on the list once doesn't mean that your book continues to sell really well, whereas some other goals or strategies can help you have more um, consistent sales. Oh, interesting. So Mm -hmm. um, you could net more money other ways. Yes. Got it. Because it's, I mean, and that's if you're on the New York Times bestseller for one week, that's kind of like cool and you can say that, but it doesn't mean that the next week you're still selling as many books. Right. But if you, if you maybe have a different goal with a different strategy, you could be selling like, you know, a more steady amount over more weeks to make your to help you earn out and then to help you um, have more consistent sales. Like, so it just depends on what you want. Do you want that like big name? Yeah. Bestseller. Yes. Welcome, Cleo. Women about finance. I see a book coming from you, Cleo. So I'm glad you're tuning in to find out yeah. on how to sell more, how to earn more with your book, which, yeah. like we've been saying, is a little bit, to me, behind the curtain of yeah. the, um, hey, hi, um, of becoming a published author. I think um, a lot of us in coaching spaces yeah. um, do think about, um, oh, it'd be nice to, well, here's what I've heard. Um, in short form is when you write a book, you can say author behind your name, sure. and then you get to be a speaker because you've written something. There's like a body of work that you get to, um, I don't know, almost like roll off of for your speaker. Okay. So let's, let's like talk it out, right? Okay. So you can Thank say, you. I, you definitely can say author, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that much if you can also self-publish your book. Right. I mean, sure. it's, and I, I, think I think a lot of coaches are self-publishing. So that's right. where it's, if it's not about sales, I mean, I think that's part of it, right? That's the. So I think, I do think self-publishing has changed over the last three or five years where it feels like it is a little bit more like legitimized. There's more ways to make your book feel more professional and all that. They no longer look like they came out of a Kinko's. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but then why, like, so for instance, like why does a coach think that they need a book to get speaking engagements? Can't they just say I'm a coach? I've like coached 50, 100 to 500 women, you know, whatever. Like, I guess what's the, um, what's, what do you think that reason Why is that the way? Yeah. Yeah. I think people think it's like um, this tangible, mm-hmm. like I climbed this mountain. It, right. I had the commitment and the content to create this object. So, okay. So many thoughts about this. Writing a book. So one, many not, thoughts. <laughs> thank you. 
is not easy. So it definitely takes like time and, and energy and you're spending a lot of money. But then I also think too, if you're kind of going that route with like a vanity publisher, so they help you do the cover, they help you lay out the pages, they help you maybe find an editor, they help you maybe upload it and do some like Amazon keyword SEO metadata stuff, right? If you do that, it's still like $10,000, right? Cool. <laughs> or, or, okay, so mm, many yeah. of the good ones, I think. Yeah of a book that's like um like an adult business book yes, right. are like around that price um that's great to know i've and, never even heard that term vanity publisher but it totally yeah, makes sense right because they're helping your work look better okay so then you do that but for it's me like it's, a big packaging project it is <laughs> it is because they I'm, I'm sure that they use like the same, you know, designers, and some of them look really good, and there's lots of different, like, hybrid models now that are coming out, but it's basically a vanity publisher, and if you do that, that's fine, but then, like, the thing is, you still have to do the work to get the speaking engagement. It's not like you can just say to, like, a huge conference, oh, hi, I'm Stephanie, I wrote a book, here, now do you, can I be the keynote? Like, I think those two things are so disconnected almost it's like you could yes you can say in your bio author um and you can send them the book so they can see what your work is like and your voice is like but that doesn't that's not that's still not your pitch right Mm -hmm. it's not your pitch is not hey I wrote a book about coaching women to start their business it's like that's like one piece so it's like you still have to do the work of Finding the conference, seeing who the organizer is, what do they want, what does so the audience want? This is what it seems like the through line is there's no way around marketing. There's no, like, circumventing selling yourself in some way. No. Um, marketing your message. No, and I think that I do see a lot of coaches in the, like, coaching space want to write a book, but then I think because, and also what I've experienced, like, talking to people, it's, like, people spend a lot of time writing, again, same as, like, in traditional publishing, and then they also feel like, oh, my gosh, I spent more money than I thought I would because I think they don't think it ends up costing 10K, that then they feel too tired and burnt out to market their book. So they're kind of like, eh, it's out there, and then just, mm-hmm. they don't do much. But this and is a mindset thing, so crazy. Though. This um This analogy is... I know, kind of tired and patriarchal, but um, wedding versus marriage, like you put so much into like the start. It's like you don't realize it's just the starting line when the real work is really like making it happen. So, I mean, you can say like business plan versus implementation too. Like you can like think it all through and make this great launch or whatever. And then you're like, Okay, now what? Right? Like so then yeah. then that there is another in some ways even more challenging non sprint marathon, right? Even yes. Because is the head head trip, you know? Because it's like, oh, I think also people forget like even if your book especially if you self publish the book, even if your book is like a year old, you can still talk about it. I mean you don't have to talk about it every day like when you were launching it, but just like, oh, you can talk about it once in a while. You can say like in my book I wrote a chapter, I pulled a story, I have a worksheet, I have a whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think people then kind of like forget about it. So I've also worked with women who um 
who I guess I, I would call in the coaching space and they've written like two or three books and then it's hard for them to like pause and then try to do all the marketing work to make it feel like they've done the book um right kind of because they always like I've talked to many people who are like oh I did my thinking of the next one yes they're always like I did my first book such a disservice because I like wrote it and then I like had to get on to the second one and I'm like did you have to get on to the second one you could have just written the second one and had it like if you if you needed to write it at, at that time in your life or business or whatever but you can still spread them out there's no there's no saying like you can you're gonna earn more money the quicker you put them out because you're only going to do that if you're selling books, I guess. Mm. You know? You yes, know, thank you. It, it, These are like, all myths that I, you know, sort of overheard in this as a business person watching. Like, I started to say I sold a lot of books, and because I'm in Oakland, there's a lot of local authors and yeah. really badass, awesome, awesome people that came through the shop, and I sold their stuff, and they were customers, and, and mm-hmm. all of them were like, in this swim and trying to, trying to um, kind of, yeah, get through these same personal challenges of having to sell themselves. It's a little like what we started to talk about in the beginning where you're, like, good at one thing and then suddenly you're a manager. You're good at, like, whatever you're talking about. And then suddenly you're selling also, marketing, and, yeah. It's, which, it's so different, right? So it's exactly that. So being like a writer is looking inward, right? It's like telling your story, um, sharing what you've learned, sharing your framework, you know, whatever it is. But then marketing is looking outward. And so it's, very, it's two very different things. And I find that um, people in general have a hard time switching between the two. And then also um, just knowing that you have to do it, like, the beginning of the publishing process is about writing and then the end of the publishing process is about marketing. But I think a lot of people or authors like don't want to do that part because it feels so uncomfortable for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So in some ways the service you bring is almost like at least I'm going to tell you that the process is this, not just this, right? Like, so get your mind around this whole thing yes. and not just like, this little one step at a time yes and so the finish line is closing the book (laughs) right and I also think it's about um trying to I feel like I spend a lot of time educating authors on like marketing is a long process long long like way off the screen it's not just like just like writing is right so it's more like marketing is not one big event it's not like a cover design right that's like you work on it and then it's done. Yeah. Like lots of little things adding up to like build momentum. Yeah. And momentum. You can't really stop doing it um, because you'll lose the momentum, right? And um, you need to just do it earlier than you think, you know? So, like, a, an example I give a lot is, for instance, and you will probably actually really relate to this since you had a store. If you want to have a um, book signing at a bookstore, you can't just, like, go into your local bookstore and be like, hey, I'm a local author. Can you have an event with me? They're going to be like, I don't know who you are. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, who are you? Whatever. Because you don't – they don't know you. They don't know what your book is about. They don't know who you are. They um, 
don't know what you can kind of bring to the table. They don't, there's no relationship built there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then when I tell people, like, if you want to have a book signing at a bookstore, that's fine. And people, they do that. But you have to go in. You have to get to know the bookseller. You have to get to know the book owner. You have to see what their events are like. Do you want to have an event like this? like they normally have because already having the event is like a huge ask. You have to move all your furniture, have extra people, get extra books, yeah. maybe have refreshments. They can do it on a dime. They can't do it every day. Right. It has to be only the top 10 people that make the request and the top 10 return on investment, right? Right. And then what the bookstore is going to want from you is, who are you bringing to the event? Because even though we have our own marketing, own email list, like we market to them all the time. So who new are you bringing? Like how many new people can you bring into our store? Because mm-hmm. we're extending this effort to hold mm-hmm. the event, do all the logistics. Like yeah. who are you bringing that can buy more books, you know? And yeah. then an author's like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. Like they, they're not just going to say, yeah, of course you live like. Yeah. 30 minutes away, we'll just, of course, have a book signing for you. And even that idea is like, whoa, I didn't know that. Yes. Well, it's great. It is so good that you're bringing yeah. the bigger perspective. And it's also just more people who, I mean, so here's what my business coaching um, belief is that this idea of marketing, whatever we our saying about ourselves mm-hmm. is a literal exercise in self-belief and self-love. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, I I love. I mean, I I love sort of bringing people through that uh, mind shift from I don't want to be visible to what are we here for, man? Like, bring it. You want to offer this product or service? Mm-hmm. You want it. Offer it to more people and the right people, and mm-hmm. and you got to tell people how you can serve them. And you got to tell people. And so it's also, you know, I say this a lot too. Like, as an author, you're your best salesperson. Like, no one, no one else in this whole uh-huh. world is going to care more about your book and selling your book than you. So if you cannot even muster up the energy or time or like anything like a plan to market your book no one's going to want to market it like if you do not feel 110 percent excited for your book or this event or whatever nobody that's going to be so clear and apparent that nobody else is going to want to do it either so like remembering that and this is the same for business like you're your best salesperson if you don't love the services you're offering um no one else will or or they'll think like why should i love it she like obviously does not even yeah, why does she seem so embarrassed about talking about yes. her her product or her process or yes. her her how her mind works or any of that, right? And so I think that's like a huge one too that pe- that authors are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, even though yes, your editor cares about your book, your agent cares about your book, like yes, but like you're really. You know, your book is like your baby. Your book is like your thing. You are the one that has worked on it from idea all the way through to now getting it published. Yes. And this is, I think of, um, like, going to, uh, I love art museums. I think of, like, I'm the person that wants to hear the whole guide and read all the words on the wall. Like, it's really about creative process to me more than 
just like what this little snapshot of a picture looks like. It's it's so much more about the like how did you what were you thinking? What were you intending? Which right. is all right? It's all yeah. in the author. Yeah. It's not about like I don't know, just look at the book. Like no, it's not it's not just that. Yeah. People want to know like who's behind the book. What what um what inspired you? What's the like story who are you um and like why should they want to read your book like a million books are published a year why should they want to read yours which uh, back to like why I love talking about marketing your business because it is like oh right it is about me like it turns out it isn't just my capitalistic output it's about me and my story and like going after the thing creating the, the life that I want by offering the thing that I want to offer. Yeah. And it's, you know, much more than that. But in terms of, like, work, (laughs) this is the part where there's an exchange of value for this thing, this this actually you that you became. Yep. As opposed to just the widget you threw out into the world. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that idea of, like, self-promotion and talking about yourself is, like, a – um, I help authors a lot work through that like um, process of like how they can go from being uncomfortable to comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. 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 And I think it really is just the mind shift. So sorry. Let's. I love chatting with you, Steph. I know. It's so um, <laughs> I like, can't wait to hear more about your store. Oh in, like, yeah. In our the in our like yeah. yes when we chat later. The store was a beautiful chapter. I learned so much, and, like, I can think of so many things. I just – and I loved the book part, so I this is part of why I was really excited to yeah. learn more about what you do um, and why I have so many questions for you. Because <laughs> you've seen um, it on the retail side. I've seen it on retail and from the author's side, and, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been really fascinating. So, um, so speaking of – how you've worked with clients um what is your greatest joy um in your business yeah I think definitely seeing an author like transform or go from like not like knowing they have to market like but don't exactly know what to do feel very unclear to like oh seeing what to do and why it's important and then like going on a path to being like okay I get it like it's still it's still a ton of work, but I know why I'm doing this. I know what the um, process is, and I also know like really w- what's going to be the result after this. You know, like because I'm going to sell more books, more people are yeah. going to know about me. I can, you know, be on more podcasts. I can be in more media. I can have better speaking engagements. You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it, uh, having the the goal in mind is right. so important. Yeah. And even I think you and I both help people realize what's possible. Right. Yeah. Because it's um I I find that I'm like, no, stretch stretch the goal, stretch the goal. Like I yeah. that's what I often say, like, don't you know if you do this, it's possible you'll get all the way there. Yes, yes, yes. Exciting, right? I love that that, that, that light up the connections. Yeah. So what's um one business challenge that you're struggling with right now good question um I think like any kind of business it's just creating a sustainable I think process for like leads who you are excited to work with 
mm-hmm. and like want to work with or who, and who are like actually like a good fit for like what you do. Yes. So what's your process right now for getting the leads? Yeah. So a lot of my leads are personal referral, like nice. number one, and also um, definitely being more active and showing up in more places. So this year I've actually done a lot more speaking um, engagements to like writers groups and different like writers conferences. And um, I didn't think I would like it, but I actually really like it. Like the teaching aspect is so fun because it feels like, Oh, I'm able to kind of show you what, what I know, which feels so like easy for me, you know, cause it, like it doesn't feel behind the curtain for me, you know, because it's like oh, right, right. What it's I obvious did. to you. Um, nice. So sharing that and then telling people like this is what it's really like, and this is what you think it's gonna be like, you know. And um, so I've really enjoyed speaking. Uh, what was the question? I don't even know why. Oh, just yeah. What What's your system right now oh, for oh, getting oh, leads? Um, is speaking in person events? It yeah. sounds like speaking um, in person. Not in uh, not in person, mostly like mm. still virtual. And then yeah. like for instance, um, I think the teaching part has been really great. Like so, um, in November I have like a series of mini workshops where it's like short, fifteen to thirty minutes. So really short, um, not like a long commercial. I mean, I definitely pitch people because it's like I have a business, but it's like at the end. Um, but it's really to kind of help people like go through the journey, you know, like, no, like, this is what you, this is how you can start. Or if you want to get on podcasts, like, this is what you can do. Like, there's no kind of um, substitute for doing the work, but you can also do it smarter, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people, especially when they think about like media, they're like, oh, um, I'm just going to pitch myself to like Today Show and they're going to like, um, not hire me, but like uh, secure me or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm like, mm, you gotta cut me off the couch. You gotta like start small, you know, and until you also build up your confidence. Um, and so I think those mini workshops are just like great for me to kind of share a lot of knowledge and then see like, this is what it's like to work with me. Um, right. And so I found those are really helpful as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so then, um, does it feel like you're going to get the leads that you want from this system? I think so, because I think that the people who come to the workshop and who sign up are really more serious about it, because marketing your book is not like, like I said, it's not like a one-time thing. You don't just do it and you're done, you know, so it's kind of like people who are ready and know that they have to, like, put in the effort to then get the benefit of, like, selling your book, mm-hmm. you know? So then um, you're, it sounds like you're clear about the qualifiers, what qualifies people to work with you. Yeah. I mean, you have to be willing, um, even more, um, like I used to think it was like, oh, I have to define myself between like traditional and self-publishing. And it's like I, that, I, that hung me up for like a long time, but it's not. It's, and I'm also going to say something that people don't think about is kind of like, oh, both types of authors have to do marketing and sales, right, or promotion. But more so a self-published author does, like, a hundred times more because, again, literally you're the only person doing it, unless you have a team or you've hired somebody. But otherwise, nobody is selling your book for you. Nobody is marketing your book for you. Nobody is, like, creating any, like, assets for you. Mm-hmm. And at, and then kind of 
at least with a traditional publisher, there are people doing those things. They have a sales team that, like, goes to stores, has relationships. That showroom that I told you I used to go to. Yes. You know, there's, like, tons of stuff that happens on the back end of a traditional publisher that people, you know, maybe don't really talk about, you know. So it's, like, even getting your book listed on Amazon. Like, if you don't do that as a self-published author, nobody's going to. And, like, at a publisher, people are kind of, like, optimizing for metadata, search it. There's so much stuff they do. So as a self-published author, like, if you want to sell your book, like, you got to do the marketing. You're it, you know. And so you are working with self-publishing? I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that, yeah. Yeah. Because in some ways, there's more opportunity for you as that coach, right? There's more need, yeah. more yeah. Um, gap that they there, need mm-hmm. to fill. But I think it's, for me, also finding or the authors that are ready to do the work to find me. Because I do think I have run into a lot of authors who just feel tired. Yeah. After the process. I mean, it's like a creative process. It's very different. You're like learning how to all, all these parts of like a publishing business, because if you're self-publishing also like you're in charge. So it's kind of like you're writing wearing a all book, the hats too. Right? Writing a book is like remodeling a house. Right. If you as a self-published author, you're like your own GC. You're talking to every designer. <laughs> you're talking right. to Every builder, you're, like, making, like, choices on all of this stuff that you probably don't know much about, right? Like, you don't know, like, what kind of covers look best, what kind of paperweight is best, um, mm-hmm. what, whatever, what are other books in the genre look like, you know? There's so much yeah. stuff that you're learning for the first time that you also spend a lot of, like, mental energy doing this part that is not also writing. Right. So, thank you. I can really see how why you would be hung up on this which path traditional versus self because they are really different clients it seems like but what they need and what you need to give them Perfect. yeah is quite different so do you find you enjoy one or the other more because yeah i can just imagine it's a totally different conversation i don't think i enjoy one or the other more. I think I really like working with people who are um, ready to try things out. So I find that I've also um, worked really well with people who either in their like current career um, or past life have done sales or marketing because they know that they uh-huh. have to do it or right. they've had to do it for their own business before, but then they also realize like, oh, there's actually more strategy involved than just like doing a bunch of stuff because mm-hmm. I think sometimes um, in in any marketing it feels like you could if you just do enough stuff it'll build the momentum but it's really also like you got to do the strategic stuff to build the momentum in the right way you know right because right. I also think too you know back to kind of like that today show example authors are like I really, you know, I really want to be on the Today Show or before when Oprah had a magazine, I really want to be an O-Mag. And it's like, okay, that's that's totally fine that I see why that you want that to be your goal. But, like, also, are you ready for that? Because it's kind of like if you're doing all this work to get onto, like, really big-name media, do you have, like, do you look legitimate online? Do you have, like, a funnel, you know, I mean, I kind of hate the word, but it's true. Do you have Mm -hmm. a funnel to, like, capture people and show them 
more about you? Are you easy to find? There's all these questions because people only think about, um, like, the top part. They only think about, oh, I want to be in O Magazine. I want, like, Reese Witherspoon to pick me. I want, you know, yeah. New York Times bestseller. But it's like, are you are you supporting it down so then people can actually then mm-hmm. buy your mm-hmm. book? Yeah, it's interesting because, um, I mean, like I said, I am often working with uh, – clients who are almost like dreaming too small <laughs> and I sort of love love the big dream of the Today Show couch <laughs> and and OMAG and and all of that yeah. but it's it's really like uh again like a exercise in some ways of like who do I get to be do I get to be here do I like I say often in my in my messaging it's safe to be me you know I get to be yeah. all the way here because yeah. I want that big, big thing. And it's not just for those other people. It is for me, too. Yeah. I can be there. And it doesn't mean it's not really about the thing. It's really, for me, about permission to be, make yourself big. which Be as big as you want. Be as big as you want. Big meaning truly you, whatever right. that is. Right. Which we... It's almost an hour up, but we were talking about being women of color and Asian American women yeah. of color and, and how that is to be in our entrepreneur space. Yeah. And I will say that I've been uh, told with words and without words to be less me, <laughs> to, uh-huh. to perform whiteness is one way that I say it is, is don't stick out, just, just, pretend be cool be cool you know just just pretend you're like everybody else when I'm saying your marketing juice and this is back to the artist statement right about the book is almost only as interesting as like your story about how this book happened yeah from you yeah and and all of that is about us all being all the way here it's so interesting you say that um somebody told me this um like phrase or like like old not old wives tale but have you heard like um in different asian cultures they say like the loudest duck gets shot the tallest bamboo gets tallest poppy is cut off oh yeah and then the other one was like the highest nail gets like hammered down and it's like before i heard it probably like a couple of months ago i never heard it before and i was like oh yeah like just it makes so much sense and that's like what people are taught um, from many Asian perspectives, so they don't want to be, they don't want to talk about themselves, you know, like, this is kind of on a tangent, but for instance, like, um, you know, there's so much talk about, like, diversity in publishing, right, and there's not that many Asian American yeah. authors, and yeah. also, I, it's because to be a good author, to sell a lot of books, you have to talk about yourself, you have to talk about your story. You have to talk about all this cool shit you did. But then that feels so unnatural and so, um, like, out of the box. Like, so, like, ugh. people just uh, some, some kind of cringy. Like, you can imagine your auntie watching and um, silently shaming you. Yeah, and you're, like, <laughs> you're like told to, like, shrink down. And so then they – so then they're not able to – or they don't sell as many books. Yeah. Then, yeah. you know – 
it like keeps it like going around in like a circle. They don't sell them any books, so then they don't get another book deal. Or right. you know, anybody right. that they talk to, they're just like, oh, it was like the process was so hard. I had to like self promote. I had to talk about myself. Bring them to me. I want them to get large. I will I work with them. Right. To yeah, to work on that mindset and <laughs> and energy piece because it's yeah. it really starts in those beliefs. Yeah. Limiting beliefs. So. Anyway. Thank you so much yes. for for letting us into what is yes. obvious to you and is easy for you. And I this is what I love in entrepreneurs. Yes. People get to just like offer in a sort of easy skate kind of way, like like in your flow of yeah. of offering what you know and what you know will help the people. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much for having Love me. It. How yeah. would you like people to get in touch with you? What's the best way for working with you? Yeah, follow me here on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. It's very fun there. Yeah. Um, my website is stephmoonco.com. Um and the and workshops maybe would be a great oh, yeah. call to action right now, right? When's the first one coming up? Um, the first one was last week. So there's one this Thursday, and then next week there's one Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and they're like 15 to 30 minutes. Um, the link to sign up is in my bio or send me a DM, and I can send it to you. The topic um, this week is how to stop overthinking and show up on your platform. Woo! Love that. <laughs> yeah. Love so that Because, again, that's also like – making myself small and you know the overthinking right is the fears talking so much overthinking um and then um like i'm gonna have a great black friday sale uh like promotion i guess is like a better word so really excited about that um but yeah just i think since you're on instagram this is like a great place to follow and like reach out Nice. Thanks yeah. so much. Everyone follow Stephanie Moon, Steph Moon Co. Yeah. Here and on TikTok. And thanks everyone for joining yeah. us. Bye. Thank you everyone. Bye. Bye, May. Um.